This is Positively Farming Media. There is nothing worse than finding broken eggs in the nesting box. To prevent this tragedy, I use Eaton Pet and Pastures premium nesting box pads. Using nesting box pads gives my hardworking hens a soft, safe place to lay, which means I find more eggs intact when I go to collect them. And when it comes time to refresh the nest, cleanup and setup is so fast and easy. When combined with Eaton Pet and Pastures hemp bedding, coop cleanup day is simple. So I'm back to relaxing and watching chicken TV in no time. Make the switch today to Eaton Pet and Pastures premium nesting box pads, made for a happy pet, healthy planet, and is a farm choice that aligns with my values. Get 20% off your first order from Eaton Pet and Pasture by going to eatonpetandpasture.com and using code ZeroClux20. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. How the heck are you? It's been a minute. <laughs> it's It's been a minute. I guess I should have said, oh, hey there, again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we took an unplanned hiatus. Whoopsies. <laughs> mm. Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. And sometimes life just forces you to do that sort of thing. It's true. It's true. And we'll probably end up being, we'll probably end up taking a hiatus again sometime soon, just because that's just like where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that we'll be back to normal by next quarter, which would be quarter three, July 1st. That's that's my goal anyways. That feels like a good goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a little bit to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, so how are you doing over there? Oh, you know, just driving. I'm, I'm the conductor. Of the Hot Mess Express. Yeah. Which, at least as the conductor, I'm in control, but maybe that just means, like, trouble for everyone if I'm the one in control right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, there's just a lot going on right now. Yeah. 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 No, I I totally feel that. I think that's, like, just, like, the energy in the world right now, too. So, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just us. (laughs) No. We'll go with that. Well... As we record this, I'm pretty sure Mercury in retrograde is still happening. And I'm having internet issues right now. So I'm going to blame that, those internet issues, and everything else. Mercury in retrograde, as one does. Right, When that's happening. (laughs) I'm actually paying attention to that now. So, like, I know Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah, I joined this, like, kind of neat thing. It's called Ritual Society. I don't want to get too far off topic, but... They, like, teach you, like, what the tarot cards mean and, like, different things. And there's, like, some astrology stuff. And one of the big things about it is it's not necessarily, like, predicting the future or anything like that for me. The way that I look at it is it gives me something to reflect on. So Mm. it gives me a starting point for, like, introspection. And that's the way that I've been using it. And I've been really enjoying it like that. Yeah, because, like, it doesn't matter what card you pull. Like, there's something that you can apply it to. So yeah. it's, it's kind of neat. Interesting. Yeah. 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 
I mostly like to just use those things as an excuse as to why my life is going to shit. <laughs> so I kind of use it like a crutch. I like that. <laughs> and I don't really know what it actually means. So I guess that makes me a poser. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's all right. No, I mean, I don't know exactly what it means either. I'm still new and wandering around in it. But I don't know. It's fun. If anybody is like into that, send me a message because we can <laughs> chat about that. <laughs> So anyways, this episode, Oh Hey There Again, we're catching back up again. And we're actually going to start with just catching up with Sam because Sam did something like really big these last few weeks that we haven't gotten to talk about yet. That's right. So we'll dive into that. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know what it is, but we'll we'll get everybody up to speed on the details. Yeah, yeah, we will. So it's going to be a good one. So before we get into it, we will say cheers to our drink sponsors. Cheers. Jenny Beck and Emily Hakey. Thank you so much for being Patreon peeps and sponsoring our drinks. Um, We surely appreciate that. Cheers. All right. So we'll dive into the details now. For those of you that don't know, I rehomed Fancy, the majestic Hereford Highland fence hopping cow (laughs) she is proof that a cow probably did jump over a moon at some point because she was very athletic for her size Mm -hmm. she was yes (laughs) so for those of you that maybe are new here just a quick backstory on fancy so one of our listeners sarah she lives in the next town over from me She heard me talking about wanting a Hereford, or not a Hereford, a Highland cow on one of our episodes. And she reached out to me and said, hey, I have this Hereford Highland mix. She's adorable. I love her, but she can't stay here because I have her dad. And I don't want her getting bred with her dad. So much to my husband's dismay, um, I ended up convincing him to split the pasture in two. We took her on. And that was about two and a half years ago. So, and she's about to be four. So when I got her, she was a year and a half old. Um, My original plans were to use artificial insemination to knock her up. And then if it was a boy cow, we were going to, you know, use it for beef. And if it was a heifer cow, we'd either keep her or send her on her way. So that was the original plan. I am not set up to do any of that. I did not get set up to do any of that. And then I decided to have a human spawn. So then that just went to shit. The other element of it for me, based on my cow jump over the moon thing, she she's really athletic and could jump fences. And we learned pretty quick she needed a hot wire. So we ran hot wire on, uh, you know, three of the four sides of the fence. And she figured out, oh, it's not on this side. I'm going to jump that side. Oh, no. Into the boy goat area. <laughs> and then as with any kind of hot wire fence, you know, in deer in the area, they kind of knock it over and stuff happens. And she got out last year while I was pregnant, which I think was last April. And she hadn't gotten out since. So she was doing really good. So I was finding, though, after bringing Jameson home, I had a lot of anxiety around her getting out and it just being me and him here. I also felt really bad because my intention was for her to have a friend at some point and we never did that. So she was all by herself. And where I'm at right now, most hay is $7 a bale for first cutting. Mm-hmm. And we have to get, you know, decent quality hay for the goats and I'm not going to go about, I'm not going to try to buy separate 
hay for the cow, separate hay for the goats. That's just a logistical nightmare enough getting it here. So, yeah. (laughs) So I decided um, it was time to sell her. And we'll do an after hours at some point about this. And I'll, I'll share another reason why I sold her, but I'm not ready to widely advertise that to the whole universe. So our Patreon peeps at the $5 level or above, we'll get those juicy details. So if you if you like good gossip, I guess go join <laughs> Patreon if you haven't, because I'm going to tell some pretty big news over there, too. Bring your tea. Bring your tea. Yes, bring your tea. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I got to deciding to sell her even though it was a very hard decision can we just appreciate for a moment though that you recognize that that just like wasn't where you were at anymore at this point and you like took the steps to actually do it and make the change I think a lot of people get like shamed into keeping animals that they can't necessarily keep because you know we get all of those messages like you know this dog is forever or this cat is forever or whatever. And, and yes, like when you get an animal that is your intention or you should have some intention for it, like, you know, you're going to keep it for this many years and then it's going to get sold to another herd to get used for this or whatever. But things change in our lives and we don't have control over everything. And we need to give ourselves permission to change our minds about things when we realize that, that's not the path we want to go down because otherwise like you'd invest a bunch of money and infrastructure into a project that your heart wasn't necessarily in anymore. And that doesn't make sense. And maybe you will come back to cows. Like it's not saying that cows are never. Yeah. It's just cows are just not right now because it's too much along with everything else. And so I wanted to celebrate that for a moment because I think people don't do that often enough. Mostly it's just feeling bad that you had to change your mind. Like you made a wrong decision at some point, but that's not it at all. It's just things changed. You got new information. I had to make a different choice. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us about like how you sell, sold her. Like where did you post her? Like what did you do to find her, her new pasture? Oh gosh. So I was really like dead set on I want to try to find somebody I know or somebody local to take her. So I posted her on my own Facebook a couple times. I think I even posted her kind of nonchalantly in our We Drink and We Farm Things group on (laughs) Facebook. Um, I posted her on my Instagram and I have a decent following on Instagram. So I was like, surely somebody will want her. Well, there was some interest, but nobody was like quite ready to take her. Or they, like, changed their mind after they thought about it for a few days, like, responsible people. They didn't just impulse buy a cow, which is probably good. I mean, look, I just impulse bring home all sorts of things. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) We were both bad about that sort of thing. So I was like, I did the thing that I really didn't want to do. And I posted her on a group called um, Mid-Michigan Livestock. I've sold a few goats through there. And it was okay, but you get all, I'll just, this probably isn't a nice thing to say, but I'm going to say it. You get a lot of weirdos (laughs) messaging you. And there are some people that wanted her that if they offered me $3,000, I would have said no, just because I got bad vibes. And like, I was seriously emotionally attached to this animal. So she needed to find the best home. But I I submitted the post and it took the moderators until like 2 a.m., to approve my post. So it got posted at like 2 a.m. And I'm like, really? Who's going to see it? Because like a lot gets posted on there. 
But one of the earlier messages that came through was from a couple from Kalkaska, which is really close to the Traverse City area. It's like three hours north of where we live. And they were like, can we come get her on Sunday? And this was a Friday. And I'm like, oh, shoot, this is real. It's happening. <laughs> like, They asked how much I wanted for her. And full just, I'll say, I, I asked for 700 from her, which is probably like less than I could have asked for her. But we had a concert coming up and I wanted to have extra money for that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I asked for a little more just to have, so I'd have some room to negotiate too if they were like, that's not going to work. They gave me really good vibes. They said they would come get her. They had a trailer. They have a Hereford Angus mix bull that was born during a snowstorm and he didn't get all the colostrum he needed. So his growth is stunted. So he's small on the smaller end, but he needed a friend and they just thought she was so pretty and they were so excited about her. And she was explaining to me that like they're going to have like acres and acres, like they're going to do like eight acres of pasture for them this summer because they just moved there recently. So they have like a bigger area, but not that big. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold because I know that this is going to be a better place for her than she's in right now. And that's what I needed to feel good about it. That's totally fair. And like, it just, it, it showed up. Like it took a little work and it took a little time, but that person was out there. I was thinking a lot about how we tell ourselves stories about like what's possible and what isn't. And when it comes to selling animals, like, I find myself telling myself that story a lot. Like, I can't sell this goat. No one's going to buy it. Like, who's going to buy this goat? It's only going to be somebody that's going to, you know, like, do this with it or whatever. But why, like, put that out into the universe? You know, like, just put it out there. Use your best judgment. Be willing to do a little screening if you feel like you need to do that. And you can tell people no. It can work out. Yeah, and you can tell people no. And that's saying no is really hard. I'm notoriously bad at it. (laughs) Same. Yeah, because I'm just to my core a people pleaser. But I think knowing that and acknowledging that helps me say no. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there was one guy that was like, well, if they don't come pick her up, let me know because I'll come get her. And I'm like, buddy, you could give me thousands of dollars. And it's just no, I just got a feeling and it's just not. But there, I couldn't believe how much interest there was in her. Oh, good. I'm actually not surprised because she is beautiful. She is beautiful. But (laughs) yeah. So the other thing that told me it was the right decision, too, was actually when they were here because they drove three hours to get here. They left super early. So they were here by like 10 o'clock. They backed up the trailer. And Fancy hasn't been on a trailer since she got here. Oh, yeah. And we don't have like a shoot type system where... Or, like, any kind of tunnel-type system. We spent two hours trying to get her on the trailer. Oh, my goodness. Because we'd, like, we... That that little brat got two loaves of sourdough bread. Like, the good stuff. Like, not, not cheap stuff. Like, the good, clean stuff from the store with no junk ingredients. Like, no high fructose corn syrup crap in your bread. Because it's her, like, she loves bread. We thought if we threw, like, high-value treats in the trailer, she would just walk right in. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. No. She got really close to it and then would kind of take a few steps back. And then anytime we put too much pressure on her, she'd go running. 
So eventually the neighbor across the road showed up and I told Matt, like, hey, go ask him if he's got any additional gates. Because we had taken a gate off to use to kind of like try to funnel her. But it wasn't enough. So he actually came over with a couple of longer gates and we were able to like get her in, close one behind her and just put enough pressure where the only way she could go is forward, which is ideal in that situation, obviously. (laughs) But we got her in there after two hours. But what spoke highly to me from those individuals that picked her up was they were willing to leave the trailer there for a week so she'd get used to it and we could try to feed her in it and then they'd come back. So they would have collectively drove 12 hours to get her. So I I was bound and determined not to have them do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad the neighbor showed up when he did. And so glad that he was willing to help us too. And he was familiar with cows, so he knew what to do. And everybody said, like, she wasn't being mean. She was just confused. She didn't know what we were trying to get her to do. But she's such a good girl. But I guess, you know, when she got up to her new home, um, they kept her in the trailer overnight so she could get used to the sounds and the smells. And then when they let her out, to go hang out with her new boyfriend, Rocky. Like, they were best friends immediately. Oh, that makes me so happy. And I did get to see a picture of them hanging out together eating. And, like, she's in, like, a wooded area. It looks magical. I'm like, she probably doesn't even remember who I am because she's having, like, the time of her life now. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, why did it take so long for me to get to this, like, slice of heaven up north? Oh, that's so but yeah, awesome. Yeah, so so she's in a very good spot. But I think, you know, you can know the right questions to ask people, but when it comes down to it, you just have to trust your gut instinct on who the right person is. You know, and I I personally did like a lot of praying for the right home for her. So it was like all the rejection leading up to that in my mind was just like leading me to the right person to take her that was going to love her. They have a ton of experience with cattle. Their kids did 4-H. Her daughter lives right next door and has a bunch of cows. So Fancy even has neighbor cows to stare at. Like, Oh, my gosh. So she's just like, she's living it up. Oh, I love that so much. Like, it's just, this is amazing how it works out, like, in the end. But you would have never known that if you wouldn't have posted her in a group because you were scared of the wrong person getting her. Like, right. Oh gosh, this is so good. I have, I have goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel now that everything has kind of worked out? Yeah. So I love that. I'm not going through two bales of hay a day between all the animals. It's like down to one, which is huge cost savings, which was a large part of it with inflation and everything. And we're not going through, like, the sweet feed and rolled oats mix like we were either because that was the treat she'd get all the time. Initially, like, I cried for, like, four days. Like, because I didn't realize how often I would look out in the pasture for her. And it was, like, every time I would get up and walk by a window, which is a lot. And then you get kind of, like, sad when you realize, oh, yeah, she's not here. But what I came to realize was that behavior was driven out of anxiety because I was worried she was getting out. So while I love her and miss her very much, I think it was better for my mental health overall for her to find a different place to live. Because having that constant anxiety and fear that she was going to get out and I would have to make a choice of is Jameson sleeping or not? Like, do I just leave him in here? I can't really do that. 
Um, I can't really take him with me because she gets super excited when she gets out and God forbid something happens to either one of us or both of us. Do I let her just run free until I can get somebody else to come help? Like, what if she goes out into the road? Like, that constant questioning and worrying was there all the time. I think it's just healthier for me to not have that. And now that it's been a couple of weeks, I still look out there just out of habit. But now it's less of an anxiety thing. I think it's more like, oh, what's going out on the pasture? What are the goats doing? And then sometimes I forget I don't have a cow anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's much better. Like we just at the end of the day, we weren't set up for it here. We made it work. But I will get cows again someday. But it, I'm going to be better prepared. And it, a lot of that's because I've had this experience too. And I know what I'm going to need in order to not feel anxious. Yeah, no, that's totally fair too. Because sometimes like can read all the books and mm-hmm. you can do all the research but at the end of the day like it's through trial and error that we get through a lot of our stuff because all of our places are different and we're at different places in our lives in those moments too like yeah I mean I like sometimes I like to think back on like how would four years ago Bev had handled this and, oh my gosh <laughs> oh yeah it's not good not good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have to look back to see how far you've come. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then whenever I do that, I take a breath and I'm like, oh, yeah, there has been a lot of growth. Even if this doesn't feel necessarily like a growth moment, like there just has been. So, yeah, we're both very different people than when we started this podcast. (laughs) We are. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. After a long day of work and family responsibilities, my fave way to unwind and reset is with my flock throwing a grubbly happy hour. The best part about a grubbly happy hour is I can enjoy it in whatever way I want. I can choose to do a leisurely stroll as my feathered friends follow me for more, rage throw them at the sky so I can get over the mess my kids left on the counter, or sometimes I go all out and make my flock their own special Grubly's donuts and sneak myself a treat to eat without anyone whining to ask for some. All I need is a bag of Grubly's and like five minutes to myself. Seriously, I'm a new person after I've had a short Grubly happy hour with my cluckin' BFFs. To get yours, go to grublyfarms.com and use code DRINKINFARM25 for 25% off your first bag of Grubly's. And take the mental stress off your happy hour planning by subscribing to have your Grubblies auto-delivered. You'll save on every shipment. Well, thanks for sharing your fancy story with us. We should probably hop on uh, the after hours to tell the tea so that we can get that done. But oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) me too I'm glad she found a good home and it's somebody that's willing to give updates if I like ask for them too which I'm trying not to be too pushy but um I'll probably ask at the end of this month just to see make sure everything's still going good yeah yeah they're totally fair very nice that's awesome oh my gosh (laughs) all right well thanks for listening everyone we hope you enjoyed hearing about fancy and this like sneak peek into the anxiety of having animals and and feeling like like they're not working out and like I mean it totally happens you're not alone if you're in that situation so that's why the story was such a good one 
to tell mm-hmm. and ask us questions in the Facebook group because we're in there or on Instagram. Yeah. That works too. Yes. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. We got a couple of uh, MV peeps to uh, shout out to before we are totally done. So Ashley Davis, uh, Tanya Harold, Kimberly Taylor, and DC Teitzel. Thanks so much for being our MV peeps uh, over on the Patreon. And until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clocks. Bye now. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.